The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we trust will be a fantastic episode of RFR Conversation. We have on the line a good friend of our show, a guy who we met, uh, gosh, I guess a couple years now, and as we brought him in for an interview for him to talk about his amazing book, The Raiders Encyclopedia, which you can find out there. Uh, and we brought him into interview, and we had such a good time talking uh, that we decided that, you know what, Rich ought to start his own podcast, and we are very thankful uh, to those of you that are familiar with our network. Uh, t- and if you're not, tell you that Rich's show is part of our network here at Raiders fan radio he does the silver and black flashback every week during the course of the season it's a fantastic listen if you're a huge fan of uh of raiders history rich does an amazing job of detailing uh some of the most fun uh enlightening and 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 just super cool in-depth stories uh that have come from raider nation and he's got uh, got a new book coming out and we wanted to have him back on the show to talk about it but uh anyways enough about me pumping him up let's let you hear from him welcome to the show the great rich smelter What's up, Rich? Murph, how are you, my friend? And I love your Raider Nation, and how's everybody doing out there? I can hardly wait. First off, I can hardly wait to get back on Silver and Black Flashback. I'll be back in about a month on that. In between that, I've been busy working on a uh, book called Championship Diary Series. It's a series about, obviously, championships. And the first one that I wanted to do, it had to be from our beloved Raiders. It's about the 1983 Super Bowl champion Raiders and uh, it's great. I mean, uh, I'm, I, I don't mean to put it to you that way. I mean, I don't mean to come across like an idiot, but <laughs> it really, it really is. It, it's coming out so good. And uh, it details both the Washington Redskins and the Los Angeles Raiders. And it breaks it down, uh, gives a season preview, um, the game by game, all oh, the Super Bowl, you know, the lead up to the Super Bowl each day, what went on from the AFC and NFC championship games, culminating with the Super Bowl, the MVP of the game, and how the team was built, which is a pretty cool thing for me because I was able to really dig deep, Murph, and get every single, in chronological order, how that team was built, the, the dates that the players came, and the coaching staff also, and little bios of them. And it, it's really coming out well, and it should be out in about uh, probably at the beginning of the, of the regular NFL season. 
Oh, that's or as I, like, I want to call it the Raiders championship. Hey, season. let's go. You might get some new subject matter for the next championship diary, right? Oh, I would love it. Uh, I would love it. So I, I want to, I want to first compliment you on, of course, you know, it's when you, when you do your show, when you do silver and black flashback, it is no mistaken that you're a real life author uh, because you come up with some of the most, I mean, I mentioned it at the top there, most enlightening Raider facts, you know, and here I am, you know, almost 50 years old and been rooting for this team for a long, long time. And, and, and not only rooting for them, but been invested into the history and the legacy and the mystique and all these things about this team for so long. Yet, I swear, every episode of your show, there's at least one thing, if not usually many more than that, that come out. And you're talking about a 12, 15, 18-minute podcast that you do, and you you present some of the most... I mean, unique and 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 very and incredibly interesting subjects and topics. So I got a twofold question for you. One is that you know, do you dig for those things in particular, or do they just come across to you? And the other thing I want to ask you about is in this new championship diary. That, you know, we want people to go out and buy the book, so I don't want you to give it away. But was there one or two things that popped up while doing your research for the book where you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, you know the the beautiful thing about the writing is you think you know you think you know things just like when I started Silver and Black Flashback. You know you think oh yeah, well, yeah I know the Raiders and blah 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 and all this stuff, and it turns out that you know squat. You know <laughs> when you when you when you really dig deep down inside, you might know the surface stuff, and then all of a sudden you start to find out like when I did uh the, when I like to do the bios and when I did George Blanda or Ted Hendricks and Cliff Branch. All these other guys, it, it's like all of a sudden you dig deep and you find out what their number was in high school and uh, Daryl LaMonica's number. And, and I like to find those little things like that. And I was able to find all this stuff on newspapers.com where they have every single newspaper. And luckily, I have the Oakland Tribune, the Los Angeles Times, and all, mostly all the papers where these guys grew up. So I just punch in their name. And I, you know, I kind of estimate when they, you know, when they went to high school there and all of a sudden all this stuff comes up, you know, where they made all district, all state and little write-ups about them. And it's just this, this really cool stuff that I never thought I'd ever know. You know, like if you hear, oh, Ted Hendricks, well, you know, he was 83, he was a, you know, a force on defense, but what, what was he like in high school? What was he like when he was going to college and all? And you were really able to dig deep, and that's how I get all this information. I would like to say that, you know, I'm this incredible expert that, you know, just, just relies on just, you know, just, I just know all this knowledge. But actually, I, like I said, I dig deep for it. And, man, when I find it, it's a rush. Well, it's I, an absolute rush. Well, I, well, then the genius of it then is that you're you're an incredible curator then because you take it and you put together these interesting facts. And again, we're talking about a podcast that's 12 to 18 minutes and it's loaded with these things. And so I think that's what is so fantastic about what you do is that it's so dense in terms of like the information that's coming across. And again, I, I can't sell this enough. It's interesting. Like it's so interesting to listen to. And so, uh, so first off, and, and I'm going to tell you this uh, a million times, probably today thank you for your contributions to raiders fan radio like we we're, we're we're bigger fans of yours than i would put me up against the, anybody in the pepsi challenge because we me and uncle mosh man we're 
like we every time one of you drop a new episode, our, him and I are talking on the phone, going, "Hey, did you hear this thing? Rich said that. Oh my god, oh, you know geez. what I mean? So yeah, so it, it's awesome, and I know Raider Nation is feeling the same uh, from it. So again, thank you for assembling all those I- incredible facts. So uh, so yeah, second part of the question: What were maybe one or two things you came across on the championship diaries? Um, absolutely, really nothing with the championship diary because I stayed just focused on, on that. What I do with the, what I, what I do with the, uh, episodes is all of a sudden things just kind of pop into my head and it's like, Oh, this will be good. This will be like for this upcoming season that I want to do. Uh, I already have 30 episodes all set Oh wow! as far as, you know, the, the subject matter, it just flows to me and you know, I'll be thinking and all of a sudden, boom, this thing comes up to me. And it's funny because people that I know that listen to the show, they'll say to me, Oh, when are you going to do art shell or when are you going to do snake? You know? And uh, I heard your one episode not too long ago about you, you're, you're like Ken Stabler's like the man for you. Oh, absolutely. And, and uh, me too. I mean, Snake is the goat to me. And I've been, I've been waiting and waiting and holding off on guys like Jim Otto and Art, and Art Shell and, and Snake because I, and Lyle Elzado too. Um, and they're going to be this, uh, on the, in this season. But it's like I almost didn't want to do them at first because I didn't want to get it out of the way. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. And it's like, and now it's like, you know, I have to do them and, 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 I, and I'm looking so forward to them, but it's almost like, Oh, okay. It's over now, you know, but it'll always be there, you know, but, but it's just so much fun to do this. And, uh, but no, in, in regards to championship diary, um, I, I really didn't have that, that feeling I tried to, I kind of separated it between the show and championship diary. One I wanted to be entertaining on, and the other one I wanted to be an author and entertaining also, but I wanted to be more uh, fact oriented and not, you know, I, gotcha. um, I try to be balanced on it because I obviously anybody that knows Super Bowl 18, you're going to know that the Raiders won. But as far as maybe a generation before us that might not know and might just be interested in football, I don't like to give it away. And I, you know, I, I give equal balance to both teams and then, you know, then it leads into the Super Bowl. And then at the end, if you don't cheat and look at the end of the book, you don't know who wins, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and but it's, a, I, I like to call these things quick hitting books. Um, there, it's going to be about 70, 80 pages. I'm, I'm putting it under my own label, Malibu Sunset Media. And, uh, uh, and it's going to be on Amazon. I'm going to have it in as an ebook, and then if you want a hard copy, you can get a hard copy of it. And uh, I'm just really excited about it. Uh, I'm excited about that, and excited about Silver and Black flashback. And uh, and you allowed me. I just want to say this before I forget. I don't want to go off off track too much with you, but I want to say you completely changed my whole attitude about everything. You know, when you first approached me about doing uh, the interview about the Raiders Encyclopedia, I thought, oh, this is great. Then when you asked me to do the show, I almost fell out of my chair. I mean, it was like I was just bombed out of my mind. When we did that episode, I mean, I was sober as a rail, but I felt like I was bombed out of my mind because <laughs> I was so high on endorphins. And then after talking with you, you, had the, you, you gave me the, the, the great, great amount of your time to talk to me in June last year about setting everything up. And uh, your generosity was amazing. And then after I hung up with you, I was like, geez, I can hardly wait to do this, but I was terrified to do it. 
And anybody that listens to the first couple episodes can see <laughs> I was terrified to do this. <laughs> and it was almost like going to, to prison, walking into this room, you know, to do this, because all I saw was that meter going up and down. If I thought I would say something funny, I didn't get any response. And I thought, geez, Raider Nation's going to hate me. You know, <laughs> this, this is terrible, you know. And uh, I think the second episode when I did about the, the naming of the team, the seniors, yeah. I think it was only like six minutes long. And it took me like an hour to do. Sweat was pouring off of me. I was, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And then a couple people that, that listened to it said, hey, you know, you're not bad. You should get a microphone because I was just doing the mic on the uh, computer. And uh, then one thing led to another. And then thanks to you and Raider Nation giving me compliments on it, I, got, I just got so strong with it that, I mean, I just feel like there's nothing that I can't do. And it all stems from you, Murph. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome, brother. Glad to. And, you know, we wanted to... Uh, you know, you have an, an, an incredible voice in this and a, and a history with it and a knowledge and, you know, that uh, we felt honored that you uh, were willing to use our platform to, to project that. So thank you for that. And, you know, um, so let me ask you this. So in doing this, and, and you said it's a little over a year ago. Here I was thinking it was a couple years ago because you've released so much. Like you've given us so many episodes already. Um which one of those uh, has anyone stood out? I know it's kind of like Sophie's Choice, kind of like picking your kids here, but like any one of them that stood out at you that, like, I'll give you one for me. The Matuzak episode was probably my favorite. Oh, uh, that was a okay, fantastic yeah. episode. And like, and again, somebody that was such a compelling figure, a completely, you know, one off. And here I was thinking, I kind of knew all the ins and outs of John Matuzak's story. But again, listening to that, I'm like, Oh, I don't, I, I didn't know that. Or, Oh, wow. That's new. I didn't know that either. Like, you know, so which, which anything um, amongst those episodes you've released in the past year, anything jump out at you? I actually liked the one and, and I got a lot of responses. Um, I love the one that I did about Alfred Hitchcock, you know, being a Raiders fan, <laughs> yeah. Frank, you field, you know, um, I love that one. And I, and I love the Jim Brown one that I did. Um, I like to kind of lead that in where people are probably going, what the hell is he talking about? Jim Brown was an orator. But I, I, I like those. I like those little quick hitting um, where, where I throw a couple quick stories into one episode. And I, I enjoy that a lot. Uh, but like you said, it's like picking from your favorite child. You, you can't. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's, um, I love them all. I love them all. Except – the first couple, <laughs> the first couple. <laughs> they were brutal. <laughs> they were brutal. And Raider Nation, for sticking with me, thank you so much. Because after those first couple, I'm surprised that people continue to listen. And um, I, I so much thank you for your support. And as always, love your Raider Nation. I'm going to say that when we close the show also, because I love to close my show like that. Oh, but, it's a, and it's a great close. It's a great tagline. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And it's such a great job. And, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere. I mean, we were doing our, this show on our phones once upon a time, you know, talking about Madden football and it was the worst thing ever. So, uh, yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody, and and we're, and we're only a half a step better than that now. So, uh, you know, absolutely. You gotta, it takes a little bit uh, before you get running with this thing. So, (laughs) so, okay. So let me ask you a, a little bit about the Raiders. So, of course, again, we, we could sit here and talk the history of the team all night long. But I want to ask you about now that we've got we're heading into year three of Las Vegas Raiders. Where do you see that lining up in comparison? Not so much championship wise, because we clearly know that the Las Vegas Raiders. In fact, Mark Davis said it this week in an interview when asked, what's the difference between the Al Davis Raiders and the Mark Davis Raiders? His response was 
they won. And so that, that I, I, that's, you know, that's obvious to everyone there in terms of the on-field success. But in terms of like the mystique and as far as like, and this is what I feel like you do such a great job of like detailing for us fans is the mystique of the Raiders. The like, you know, the things that go on, you know, behind the scenes, the things that are the, the people that maybe you're not, uh, you haven't heard a name of or whatever, or a story you're not aware of. How does it line up so far, the Las Vegas Raiders into the history and the lineage of the team going from Oakland to LA back to Oakland and now Vegas? I think, I think the best years, <clears throat> excuse me, I think naturally, you know, the, the, the years of the 70s and later 60s, 70s, and early 80s into the 90s probably will never be duplicated in Raiders history. I mean, the characters that they've had, uh, you know, down the road, who knows, maybe, you know, 50 years from now, people like you and I, you know, will be replaced naturally. But I think, um, you know, who knows? They might be saying about, you know, the two thousand you know, the two thousand twenty two Raiders or the twenty three, you know. But I really seriously think that this team this year, in my heart, and um I truly believe that this team has a legitimate shot to be Super Bowl champions. And the the team that they have right now, you know, when when they got Adams on that team, I mean, boom, you have like a Cliff Branch type man right there. Um Derek Carr I, I like to say Derek Carr is a cross between Rich Gannon and Ken Stabler. I think, you know, somewhere, somewhere in there, I think Derek Carr could have that type of a year. And we all know, you know, in 2016, he was an MVP candidate until he broke his leg. So, you know, I mean, and granted it's six years later, but I still think uh, Derek Carr ha- has the ability to do that. I mean, Waller out there, Renfro. I mean, it, it, it's, it's making my head spin with the, the talent that he has in Jacobs and the defensive line. Murph, I got to tell you, Max Crosby to me. Again, I'm going out on a limb here, but I don't think it's a big limb. If he stays healthy and continues to do what he did, does I should say, what he does, I really, honestly think he could be the next Howie Long. And with the addition of Jones, that's like bringing in when Lyle Alzado came in, minus the you know the the, the craziness and everything like that. <laughs> yeah. I think Jones, Jones and Crosby are just going to be absolutely devastating, absolutely devastating. And um, I just I, I I would like to say I feel sorry for the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Broncos, but to hell with them. You know? <laughs> I hope they get pounded. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so okay, you mentioned Derek there, and you mentioned him in in context of of comparison to Rich Gannon. I have a question for you. So I've been there's a thought I've been promoting here on the show the past few episodes, and and I, and I want to get your take. Uh, I've been saying that, like, you know, I'm, I'm far from a Derek apologist, but I am a Derek Carr fan because he's the quarterback of the, of the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think that, and I, tr- I truly believe, like you said, he was an MVP candidate once upon a time. He's done it once before. He could clearly do it again. Is there a world where if Derek Carr wins a championship and an MVP, that he then becomes the greatest quarterback in Raiders history? No. <clears throat> no. I mean, I think... Um, to, it would take it would take an an incredible an incredible career to knock Snake off that that mountain. Um, again, I might be biased. Maybe I'm sure you're biased about it, but I don't think anybody can replace you know Snake as far as um, uh, being the top of the mountain on that. No, no I, I I can't see him doing that. No, well, he, I mean I think if Derek Carr won. A couple Super Bowls, MVPs, 
he he would probably be in consideration for it and maybe would maybe be a step below snake but snake just had that certain something he just had that certain something well he he had the clutch gene for sure and that's what you know yes. we look at what you know, and not picking on Derek here, but we look at the way that that last series unfolded against the Bengals in the playoffs. You know, if that's Kenny Stabler uh, back there with four shots at the end zone from the 10-yard line or whatever it was, uh, is there a chance for a touchdown there? Is that I can tell you this, I don't think Kenny's throwing short of the goal line on fourth down like Derek did. You know what I mean? And so, like, I, I, I think that's, to me, that is what is seriously missing from Derek's resume is that clutch gene. Although he has won a lot of clutch games he just hadn't done it in the postseason yet and i so i think that's to me that is the big overriding difference and that's and that's where i think that like when we and the discussion came up around Derek versus other young quarterbacks and and you know my my opinion is 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 this is that like Derek carr because the the comments came out about Devonte adams saying that he's a hall of famer going from potential hall going from hall of famer like Aaron Rodgers to potential hall of famer like Carr. And so that's what prompted the discussion. And, and, you know, my opinion is that he's a hell of a lot closer than a lot of the other young quarterbacks in the league, because he already has the prolific stats over a career. Now he just needs the big wins where those guys, right. you know, Joe Burrow may go out and win a championship next year, but is he hall of fame worthy? I don't know. Cause he's got a long way to go where if Derek Carr goes out and does it, now, all of a sudden, he's Hall of Fame caliber, and if he's a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, that definitely puts him in the running uh, you, you know, to be the greatest Raiders quarterback because Kenny's the only one, you know? And, right. and, and, so, and so that, anyways, that's, that's kind of what prompted the discussion there. So I was, I was curious to your response, you know, because, of course, and I'm, I'm a Kenny guy too, and I would always, my, my Raider heart, my fandom heart's always going to think Stabler's the greatest, um, but is for, for new fan that didn't get a chance to see Kenny play, but they'll get to see their guy do that, or it, hopefully he does. I think it could form for an interesting discussion. It'd be a fun one. Be a, I'd, I'd love to have the debate. <laughs> oh, me too. You know? Me too. I mean, you know, Snake was just so um, – I grew up with, with, with watching Snake, and uh, uh, funny thing is the Immaculate Reception game was when I, I, I was like, this is my guy, this is my team. When, when they lost that game, when he did that, that 31-yard touchdown run, and he had that little smiley face uh, on his helmet. Yeah, it was in the long hair coming out, and he, he was just so cool. And you know, you, and, and Coach Madden would be, you know, on that sideline losing his mind. You know, blah blah. blah and Snake would just stroll up to him. Well, it's okay, you know. I mean, and you know, he, he rallied the team against the Steelers in the in their first game of '76, and uh, he he won it in a clutch clutch performance against the Patriots in the AFC division game that year, and and just numerous other times. I mean, he was just. He just had ice water in his vein, and uh, and he, he was there was just something special about him. Uh, maybe maybe obviously there wasn't a, a lot of social media like we have today that that puts more pressure on these guys. But um, I think even if uh, Snake did have that that amount of pressure, it wouldn't have phased him. So I, I, I mean, uh, in our lifetime, you know, I plan on living to be 180. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, you know, but I, I would like to, I mean, in all honesty, I would love to, uh, I would love to, ha to, to not have that debate, but have that debate, which means Derek Carr would be winning championships. So I would love to have that debate. Adam. You know, I mean, uh, if, if that makes any sense, I mean, I would love to have that debate, you know, okay, who's better snake or, or Derek Carr who has two championships, you know, and I think he's going to get one this year. I really feel that. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think they're, they're, the, the team is certainly set up for it better than we have been. Of course, I feel like I say this every year, but this year, just you know, it does. It feels different. It feels more um, like the, the organization as a whole from top to bottom, including, you know, front office all the way down to the roster just feels honed. It just feels like they're, yes. you know, it just feels like there's a lot of, um, I don't know, like it just feels true. Like there's a lot of security and a lot of really well-informed decisions that went on at, at, at so many positions. And so uh, it's going to be an exciting season. I think McDaniel, you know, he, he kind of learned his mistake maybe in Denver, went back to Belichick and came back out. I mean, we saw that with Belichick with Cleveland, you know, and then when he went to New England, everybody's rolling their eyes going, oh my gosh, he's going to get eaten alive in New England. And look what happened there, you know. So, and I think I, I'd love to see history repeat itself with McDaniel. I really do, and I really think that can happen. I, 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 I at first I was like, ah, oh, you know, I was a little skeptical about that that hire to personally, I, I, because of you know what happened. But then all of a sudden, through a clearer mind, within about two minutes, I started to think like, you know, wait a minute, he came from Belichick, who also had that situation happen to him, Cleveland and New England, and. Um, I think, you know, he, he learned from that, and I really think he's ready with the Raiders, and he's got one fantastic setup there. I mean, I'm just my, – my head is just spinning with that defensive line with, with Crosby and Jones. I mean, it, it's absolutely spinning. And uh, I saw Jones interviewed on Good Morning Football uh, when I was lifting weights one Saturday morning, and, man, what a, what a class act he is. And mixed with Maxie, I, I just think it's going to be great. Yeah, those guys are going to be beasts this year. I can't wait because you know you got to someone's got to got uh, going to get a double team, which means someone's going to get single teamed, and we just hope those big men in the middle, uh, the interior of the defensive line, can suck up enough blocks in there and then let those two guys just go nuts. Uh, I'm oh, with yeah. you on that. It's gonna it's gonna be great. And, you know, and I I did I, I really dug your comments too about about McDaniel's because I think that you know at first I, I had a little bit of that huh you know, but then I, I think when you look at it and and I know that that history isn't always a precursor for, for what's going to go on, but it does have a tendency to repeat itself. No one knows that better than you, uh, especially in, in, in Raiders and in, and in sports history. And there's a lot of second-year coaches that do great things in the NFL, that where they're, whatever their first stop is, that it's kind of questionable. You mentioned Belichick is the most perfect example of that, where it's kind of like iffy results, but then they go on to their next job, and then the next thing you know, they're out there winning championships and they're competitive. Like you know what I mean? Like they're taking their team, and it's and there's a. I mean, from Don Shula to I mean Marv Levy. I mean, there's tons of examples of coaches that didn't find. I mean, I know Shula took the Colts to the Super Bowl, so he was a successful coach prior to the Dolphins, but the Dolphins is where he made his mark on the NFL. You know, and I oh, think sure. there are so many examples of that when you look throughout history, even Weeb Eubank, for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just so many examples of that, isn't there? Yo, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, it's, it, you know, that Belichick coaching tree, <laughs> you can't beat it. I mean, now, now and... Uh, uh, I, I, I'm just I'm just really pumped about about him, and uh, I think he has a lot of stability, a lot of um, uh, Belichickisms, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? I, I think he can bring that there, and um, I really think he's going to be very successful there. Absolutely. So, okay, I, I got another question for you too. That made me think of this while you were talking. The difference now between 
with having social media be so prominent in our lives and the difference for players that, um, you know, you mentioned there, there's, there's a different level of, of open scrutiny, open discussion, open whatever out there. All you got to do is flip on Twitter and type Raiders in there and you can find all the discussion around the team you want. Do you think that it has changed the potential mystique for the teams, uh, not even just the Raiders, but in sports as a whole or football in this case, where when, like, when I was growing up, the Raiders of the 70s were like superheroes to me. And that was because I heard my uncles and my dad tell me stories about Sistrunk the Man from Mars. And, you know, <laughs> they call me Assassin Jack Tatum and kick him in the head, Ted and Foo Villapiano and, of course, Snake. And you know what I mean? Like you heard all these stories, you know, Matuzak and all the Santa Rosa camp and all those great stories that you've talked about even on your show those were passed down through stories where now everything is, I mean, you can flip on your phone right now and see training camp going on. So there isn't oh, yeah. that mystique is gone. You think we'll ever is, is that mystique of the, I guess here's what I'm trying to say is that mystique of the Raiders, that seventies and eighties Raiders that you and I are so familiar with and is so um, I'm, I'm lacking for a word for it, but it's just, it's so, um, Oh my gosh! So vibrant to Legendary. us. Yes. Legendary. Will that ever happen again? Will that? Is there a like? Can that ever happen? Because and I'll say tell you this too, we have we have some we have amazing listeners, and I hear from a lot of them frequently when I'm rhapsodizing about the Raiders. They say to me frequently, like in text messages or or you know emails or whatnot. Murph, that's great. Those are your Raiders, and that's awesome. You have those memories. When's it going to be our turn? Because I don't have those memories. I was born in, you know, 1995. I don't have any great memories of the Raiders doing all these miraculous things. You know what I mean? So, like, well, can, can those fans ever have that experience that we do and that connection? That's what I'm looking for, that connection to those legendary teams of the past. I think the word you're looking for, too, is romanticized. It's almost romanticized. And I don't, I honestly don't think that that'll happen anymore because like you said, um, it, there was just, there was just something about that time period where again, now you have, you, you know, you have players coming and going from every, from other teams. Uh, and, and it, it's not, it's not a, um, it's not a longstanding unit like it was at that time, you know, where you had snake there for a long time and, and the assassin and, you know, that soul patrol defense. I mean, it was there for, for years, you know, just nurturing that, 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 you know, the, the pain of losing in AFC championship games and then finally reaching that mountaintop, you know, together. And I think if a player, okay, well, if I don't win now, screw it, I'm going to this team, I'm going, you know, going here. So I think, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that'll ever be because again, it's just too much. It's almost too much media. And I understand. You know, it's great. The media is great because it opens up so many opportunities. It opened up opportunities for you and I with this. You know, but I think um, it's 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 too much media. Sometimes it's an overload of it, and sometimes you want those stories to be told where these guys are almost almost Paul Bunyan esque and romanticized. Am I making any sense what I'm saying? 100%. Yes, thank you. 
That's why you're the author, and I'm the knucklehead okay. with a podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're awesome, my man. You're awesome. Thank you. I need to just have you on speed dial whenever I can't piece together a thought. I go, hey, Rich, what am I trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> anytime, Murph. Anytime. I'm available to you anytime. That's it, but you're right. And you know what? And I'm having a realization right now in, in this conversation that you know, because I've, 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 I've often responded to those comments with, well, one day, you know, hopefully the team will do a thing. We'll win a championship and, you know, and be, you know, on the, on the, the front of mind in the sports world. And, and you'll get to experience that, but you're right. I don't think it can be romanticized in the same way. Those fans can have a connection to it because it's success and we all want that for our team, but those teams were bigger. Ben Davidson was way bigger, larger than life to me as a kid because I saw pictures of him because I would see, you know, grainy footage on occasionally on NFL films of him burying his head into Lenny Dawson's back. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or whatever, like those were the kind of things that, and so you're right. I don't think we'll ever get back to that. And that's, um, that's kind of sad. That kind of makes me sad that, that old, that newer Raider fans won't have the opportunity to engage with, with that. I mean, their stories will be their own and it will be unique to them and, and special to them in their own way. But, uh, but it will, it will never be replicated what you and I got to experience through those times. That's, that's kind of a bummer. Well, you know, what's even, what's even more interesting is, you know, I talk with people um, about, you know, people talk to me about the show and all, and I, I revert back to the, you know, the, the later sixties, seventies, eighties, early nineties. And, I just talk about it, and sometimes it'll even get me. And I, I have to admit this: when I listen to the playback on my show before I send it to you, some of the stories I, I get so worked up over, I get a little tear in my eye, you know, because I, I remember that as a kid. And you know, I hate to I hate to admit that, you know, you want to be like, oh hell yeah, you know, I'm you know I'm sitting here, you know, it's pounding down alcohol, but you know what I mean. But it, <laughs> well, we're doing that. Know? We're doing that too, Rich. We're doing both. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's like, you know, you, you, I, get, I get misty-eyed thinking about this time, and I, I revert back to that time. And when I talk about this, you know, I, I get, like, starry-eyed, and these guys will look at me and I say, you know, like, well, I remember Rich Gannon and, you know, Tyrone Wheatley, Charlie Gaynor, and things like that, Garner. But um, it's like, and I think Jerry Rice was on the team. You know, something, you hear something like that, and what's that other guy? It's like Tim Brown. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, they, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. But you don't, you don't see it with, a, uh, with like a burning passion like we had when we talk about those guys from that, from that 60s and 70s and 80s teams. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's kind of sad. That that is kind of sad. But, um, but heck, you know, that's, it, it'll it will just we'll we'll say this. It will end on a positive note. They will be their own version of, of that, and it will be you know the Las Vegas Raiders are unique to their own. It's not Oakland. It's not Los Angeles. But uh, but it's definitely forming its own identity. And you know, so the, you know, hopefully, um, you know, newer fans can have that be their story, and and it will be a good one to come. Uh, I got to tell you, I'm in, I'm embracing the Las Vegas thing. You know, for being such an old school guy, um, I really enjoy 
the Las Vegas Raiders. I enjoy the Vegas experience. It's not Oakland. It's no one's pretending it is. Um, but I kind of felt going into this thing, you know, I had an open mind and I thought, well, okay, this is just going to be different. It's still going to be the Raiders. It's going to be a different version of the Raiders. Right. And sure enough, it is, you know, the, the, the city has embraced the team. Um, you know, the facility is absolutely stunning. Uh, you know, so it's, it's just a newer version of the team and it's, and it's okay that it's not, the 70s Raiders. It's okay that it's not, you know, the the Mordor uh, of the NFL, otherwise known as the Oakland Coliseum. You know, I mean, it's okay that it's not those things. It's its own thing now. And so that will be the, the, the newest version of the Raiders. And hopefully, again, they can start tying some championships to that legacy. And then we can all, we'll all be uh, up and running. Well, I, I always like to say that, you know, like, People talk to me about the Rams, let's say, and I say, oh, the Rams won it in Cleveland. They won it in Los Angeles, and, you know, and then they won it in St. Louis and, of course, back to Los Angeles. And I said, yeah, but you forgot one team. I go, the Raiders won it in Oakland. They won it in Los Angeles, and damn right they're going to win it in Las Vegas. And I'll tell you, watching that draft this year, and uh, I was so pumped at watching that draft from Las Vegas. And it, it just seemed like sort of Raiders vibe. And I saw, you know, when Marcus came out there to, 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 to announce that one draft pick with Wayne Newton. And I was just so, so pumped up about that. I almost went and recorded the show. I, I had to wait because I had to get to sleep, you know. But I recorded the show right away the next day, uh, you know, whatever episode that that was. But I was just so pumped up about that. You know, when you see Las Vegas and, and it, you know, if, if the Raiders – um, if the Raiders couldn't stay in Oakland or they couldn't go back to Los Angeles, what better place to go than Las Vegas? I mean, you have the bad boys in the Sin City. I mean, you know, it's just, um, it, it's, it's, I, I, think, I think that could be, let, let's make that the, the, the embryonic stage of this next championship run. You know, the bad boys in Sin City. <clears throat> and I just think this is going to be uh, a great, a great union between that city and that team. I, I, I just feel it. I feel it into my heart and my soul. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, so you brought him up, so let me go ahead and ask the question because I know uh, Raider Nation is dying to know, when are we getting the Wayne Newton episode? Oh, <laughs> oh that'll be coming up, uh, uh, let's say, maybe season three. How's that? <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we got it because you got to do Donnie Osmond first. Got to keep these things in order, right? Oh, yeah, I got to do Donnie Osmond. Uh, I already did Carol Dota. Remember that episode? Yeah, I do. And Alfred Hitchcock, you know. So yeah, I try to, get some, try to get some celebrities in there, you know. Yeah, but uh, uh, Wayne and Donnie, they might have to wait a little bit. Okay. Maybe Barry Manilow first. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, I'll be waiting with bated breath on that one, Rich. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Raider Nation is just saying, I can't wait for this jackass to get back on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Rich, you're the best, man. Thank you so much for, for uh, right, spending oh, some time Murph, with me today. I, you know? I, Murph, if I could real quick. Sure, please. Um, I, I had a guy, I had a great friend of mine, uh, Jeff Porcinellic, and he did the cover for this Raiders book, uh, the Championship Diary Series. He's an incredible artist, and I wanted to give him so much respect. Uh, he's fantastic, and I'm looking forward to him doing other covers. I'm going to be doing a book right after this about uh, the silver and black in the city of angels, about the Raiders in Los Angeles years. Oh, so I want to, nice. you know, down the road, I want to do that also. But Jeff is just a fantastic guy, and I just wanted to give him uh, so much respect because he's just absolutely amazing. And uh, thank you, my friend. You're awesome. 
And, uh, and also to, to you and Uncle Mosh, uh, I love that intro that Uncle Mosh has for my show. I just love to listen to him. You know, I've already heard what I, what I say on the episodes. I, I listen to his intro back and forth just to, you know, and people are saying, man, that's really a great intro, you know, and uh, I just love it. I just love it. And, and for what, for, for, and I'm so proud, again, and I say this during, on the show, so proud to be a part of what you, what you and, and Uncle Mosh and Swag Jeff do for uh, One Nation Foundation. And I'm so proud to be a small part of that and, um, you know, to, 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 help, to help people from any walk of life, whether, you're, you know, you're, you're a veteran, a child, whatever it is, uh, whatever the problems are, it, it, it makes me so proud to be a part of this, and I owe it all to you. Thank you so much. Wow, you're very welcome. We appreciate all your contributions, again, and, and uh, such a big part of, of the Raiders Fan Radio family. And, gosh, we've met, uh, you know, uh, vocally now a bunch of times. We need to freaking link up at a game or uh, at the Bolitnikoff Foundation dinner or something at some point. Uh, we'd love you to let have me you. know, my man. You yeah, let me know. Yeah, the Bolitnikoff Foundation dinner would be amazing, and we – uh, that would be, I mean, you would be a kid in a candy store with those guys, with Villapiano and Fred yes, I would. Oh, and Gray God. Chester you know, and naming, all those guys running around. When you were naming those names earlier in, in this interview, I was just, I, I, I'm just staring at the wall and I'm just, I, I, I'm almost getting misty-eyed again. <laughs> when you were naming, you know, <laughs> Villapiano and all these guys, I'm like, oh my gosh. And these, these episodes are going to be coming up this year also. And uh, I can't wait to get back on the air. And uh, like I said, it'll be about another month if that's okay. Yeah, um, I want to, you know, get ready for the, you know, get ready for the actual season and all when, when Raider Nation's really at a peak. And I, I want to, you know, get the first episode for the new year out. And uh, but I already have it all written out. I'm not going to give anything away, you know, <laughs> the first one. But um, I just, I just can't wait to do it. I bleed silver and black. And um, I just, I just love it so much, and, and I always just love to say, like I always do, from the heart, from my heart, love you, Raider Nation. <laughs> uh, you're, the, you're the best. Check him out. It's the Championship Diaries. He is Rich Schmelter. That's S-H-M-E-L-T-E-R. The book will be on Amazon. Uh, you, you can also find the Raiders Encyclopedia on Amazon. So definitely, uh, or just Google search the Raiders Encyclopedia and, and definitely, uh, you know, get yourself a copy of that. It's fantastic. It, it is literally an encyclopedia of the Raiders. It's got fantastic snippets of stories in there and then all the facts and stats and everything you would want to know. It's an absolute must-have and must-read for a Raider fan, as I'm sure the championship diaries uh, coming up for the 83 Raiders will be as well. Rich, thank you again for joining me here tonight for an RFR conversation. And uh, anything, uh, we, we know you got your famous tagline. I, I, could hit him with that again or anything else you want to let Raider Nation know before we let you go. You got it, I will. And again, a shout out to Jeff Porcinellic for everything that he does for me. I appreciate it so much, my friend. And as always, from the bottom of my heart, love you, Raider Nation. See you in a few weeks. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. 
Parker, engineering your success.